Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Hello and welcome once again to Daily Daf Differently. Jeremy Kalmanowski with you here on page uh, 152. Kuf Nun Bet as we continue our agadic or, or lore-based explanation of uh, death and old age. The, the pages are full of rich rabbinic literature and lore, uh, beginning with an exposition of Ecclesiastes chapter 12, in which Ecclesiastes speaks in all of these uh, metaphors that, that the sages expound to getting old and dying. The doors close in the marketplace, meaning going to the bathroom isn't that easy anymore, and the sound of the grinding is no longer heard, meaning the teeth don't work anymore. V'yakum l'kol hatsipor, and you arise at the sound of a bird, means you can't sleep either, and it goes on like that. Gam migavoha yira'u, you're afraid of the heights, meaning a little hill. I can't, I can't get up that hill. And vina etza shakeh, the, the almond tree blossoms, meaning your back begins to bend over. And you can't, uh, you can't do this and you can't do that. And one of the, one of the, the lines, it says, and, and desire will fail. Uh, and one of the, Rav Kahana says that, and his teacher Rav says, oh, don't I know this. I don't feel the same same passions anymore that I that I once that I once said that I once felt. Um, our page uh, spends a little bit of time on what is known in rabbinic literature, rabbinic parlance, as chibut hakever, the agonies of death. And the idea, of course, not not unique to Judaism, is that when you die, it doesn't uh, doesn't happen all at once. That the light just turns off and there's no more person. The idea is that the, the spirit or the soul, whatever the sages think of it, uh, is, not, is not turned off. It still goes on. You'll often hear people say that Judaism, classical Judaism, doesn't have that, that uh, body-soul duality that we know from Greek culture, body bad, soul good, you know, mind good, mind eternal, and the body is just a source of evil. That's certainly an exaggeration. Um, and I, by the way, I don't think that it's uh, I don't think that that's unique to Judaism. I think that almost every culture, almost everywhere in the world, has some sense of the presence, the spiritual presence of one's ancestors and those who have passed on. And that's true of our of our passages too. For example, it says that the um, the worms in the grave, that is to say, the decomposition of the body, hurts as hurts as bad to a person as a as a needle going into flesh. Blech, God forbid. And it also says that uh, that the soul, the sort of personhood, hovers above the grave during Shiva and mourns for that person, which gives rise to an incredibly interesting little law here. Um, and you can even see what's interesting about it in the development of it over time. What our passage says here, Amar Rav Chizda, uh, um, a person's soul mourns for him or, or her for the seven days. 
Amar Rav Yehuda, Rav Yehuda says, Met she'en lo menachamim, if there is a dead person who does not leave behind mourners, holchim asarav ne'adam, ten people should go, ten men should go, v'yoshvim bimkomo, and they should sit in his place. That is to say, there should be a kind of symbolic mourning. And if you read the medieval Talmud commentators, they understand it to be a kind of symbolic mourning, like it's just not nice that anybody should leave this world without people mourning for him or her. But then there's the Talmud itself illustrates this with a story which tells you that in their time they weren't thinking about the symbolic mourning, they were thinking about something else. Hahu de Shachiv Besivavote de Rav Yehuda. There was a person who died in the neighborhood of that same Rav Yehuda who just made that teaching. And there weren't any people to mourn for him. And every day, uh, and every day, that same Rav Yehuda would gather um, ten people to, in fact, do that, uh, do that mourning. And at the end of the seven days, that same person who died appeared to Rav Yehuda in his dream. The Amarle and said to him, Tanuach datecha shehenachta et dati. May your mind be at rest, for you have made my mind at rest. That, that is to say, what was interesting about uh, Rabbi Yehuda, was important about what Rabbi Yehuda did, was not that he sort of gave this guy a symbolic morning as he left. He comforted that man's own passage through the other world. Um, so the idea here is that it's it's the dead the shiva and the and the praying and the and the mourning goes on is according to this teaching if you read it carefully is really about um, the the journey of the the dead person um, through through the world on the back side of the page on the daf uh, on the amud bet there's a very full rich uh, section of lore about that journey of the dead person through the world some of which will seem uh, stranger to us in modern times. There's a, quite an interesting parable. Uh, again, on that verse from Ecclesiastes 12, The dust returns to the earth as it was before, and the spirit returns to God who gave it. Uh, <laughs> the idea is that the, the parable is that life is kind of like a garment. Uh, a king gives a person a garment, and how are you going to take care of it? You have to one day return the pledge as clean and uh, and well cared for as as you received it. One day you will have to, according to this teaching, return that life to God. So what have you done with it? And there's also a, um, a kind of a well-known tale uh, that forms the basis of a lot of the Jewish mythology surrounding what happens to the soul after death that of the Kaf HaKela and the Kiseh HaKavod. What happens to the righteous people? The righteous people are tucked in uh, underneath the uh, the throne of glory. They, they return to the, the quarry, as it, which, uh, as, as it were, from which they were uh, uh, hewn. They become, once again, part of, part of the, the divine world. They, that's, where, that's where God lives, at the Kiseh HaKavod, at the throne of glory. But... For the wicked, you get what's called kafakela, which literally means the slingshot. And two angels are said here in this passage, two angels are said to stand at opposite ends of the cosmos and play tennis. That's right, they, they play tennis, as it were, with uh, with the souls to sling them back and forth in a kind of 
I guess you would say, uh, I guess you would say purgatory. Um, and how long does all of this, all of this, uh, uh, go on? In general, there is an association between the 12 months that it takes a human body to decompose, at least in Eretz Israel. I think it's probably true in other places as well. Um, so the, the Chibut HaKever is a generally kind of a year-long process. It's obviously related to why it is that we, that we mourn for one year. Um, and the final teaching on our page concerns that passage in, uh, in the book of Samuel, 1 Samuel, where uh, Saul uh, gets the witch of Endor to summon up Samuel's spirit. And, and how is that that it should be? Well, within 12 months of death, it says, in that period when the, the body is uh, still decomposing, uh, the body remains somewhat in existence, and therefore, the Talmud says, uh, the soul, nishmato, olavi the soul of a person both goes up and down, kind of shuttles between this world and the next world, and that's why Samuel was accessible to the witch to speak to Saul, but after 12 months, then, then the, uh, the body is no more, ceases to exist at all, and the soul, nishmato ola, veshuv, enayoreh, and doesn't come back, come back to the world. These are things that we in this world can't exactly know about, but it is part of the rich war that constitutes Judaism. Thanks for learning today's page with me, and I look forward to learning with you again tomorrow. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros, from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.